everyone, and welcome back to the Geek Wave. This is the low budget show. The show so low. We're still in high school. You know what to say about them high school girls. The older I get, they stay the same age. Isn't that a funny joke that held up so well? Isn't that great that that this one man based his entire career off of that one joke? Isn't that awesome? Don't you love content? We're talking high school again, baby. A few months ago, we did 80s high school. Was it fun? No. Maybe. Would I want to go to high school in the 80s? Probably not. Let's jump over a decade and talk about high school of the 90s. You know, where things are fun, fresh, and loose, and everybody is wearing cool, colorful things, and everyone's having a great time. But before that... Of course, we do have some news to talk about. There's always some news. There was a lot of stuff that I was like, do I want to get into this? A couple of uh, things have come out towards some people. I, I don't want to dwell on that. It's not worth talking about. So I just kind of want to like talk about one actor's life who's going to a downward spiral right now. Maybe two if you want to like play a little bit hard. So this is very interesting. I, I've been super fascinated by this entire... like idea and the concept of this I just love it so much because it's like yeah man I love when egos get shattered and the world doesn't work out for some people I mean I don't love it it's just good to know there's still justice in this unjust universe so a couple weeks ago the premiere of Shazam Fury of the Gods came out a couple months before that was the premiere of Black Adam now we're seeing a lot of stuff like coming to light from both of those sides and I don't want to like shit on anybody there's one person I think is almost completely in the clear, devoid of any like actual like issues with whatever happened between that drama and those movies and the current box office situation. I think it's David F. Sandberg. I don't think the guy holds any responsibility for what happened. He was tasked with a lot of bullshit, a movie that was delayed heavily, a universe that is rebooting, an egotistical person who doesn't want the main villain of the character he's directing to be near the character, weird stuff said by the actor of the movie who kind of said some weird stuff. He was given a lot of problems to deal with this movie. He's made a statement about it, kind of like, hey, that's show business, baby. Very mature. The only mature, the only mature man in this like conversation might be David F. Sandberg because he's like, it sucked. The movie didn't go well for audiences. I'm proud of it. There was a lot of fun stuff we did. I understand how the climate's changing and how this was kind of inevitable of everything working against this film. It just sucks it happened. He's going to be going back to horror. He's got another horror movie lined up, which is very exciting. And then I think he's just going to be like, well, we'll see, you know, good, man. Always going back to your roots after these kind of things makes for some great stuff. It's very like Sam Raimi coming off of Spider-Man and doing Drag Me to Hell. That's really cool. So, he's doing that. We have to talk about two guys who might be interfering with each other. One of them is Dwayne Johnson, who's a bad actor and a really egotistical maniac, and I think people are start finally starting to see the cracks in that. There's a reason he's not in the Fast and Furious movies, people. And it's not because of, like... He wanted to like have his own solo Hobson Shaw. He wanted to take control from Vin Diesel, who is another egotistical maniac and was like, you're not touching my stuff, dude. Get away from me. They're not going to be friends. So he wanted to control the DC universe. He kind of did. Then James and Peter came in and were like, no, you're not doing that. 
And before all of that even happened was the Shazam movie, where they wanted a cameo from characters in the Black Adam movie from the JSA. He's like, you can't touch those. You can't use them. They scrambled to find the characters from Peacemaker, Economos, and Hardcore to come in to do the cameo for the end of Shazam, which made no sense. So you're kind of like, okay, well, Dwayne Johnson, I guess, has some control over this because he's a major producer on that other movie, which is a bad idea because you shouldn't give an actor that much control, let alone this guy. I, I, I think I'm going to use it as like the picture to put up when I do like the actual like video for this. I love the photo of Dwayne Johnson like sitting in a boardroom looking at footage of Black Adam with a bunch of just like normal people in regular sized chairs and he looks like a giant and they got like the McFarlane action figures from the Black Adam line scattered in their room. I love this for so many reasons because it's like one, what are you fixing about this? It looks like you filmed the movie already. Two, you're the only person I know who has owned every single one of those McFarlane action figures and three, dude... You look really big, and it's kind of dumb that you fucked up this bad because of it. Oh, man. Oh, it's great. I love it. I just love this bullshit. So he's like, you can't use them. I control the DC universe. So then they got the characters from Peacemaker, blah, blah, blah. Zachary Levi confirms this online. And then for the past couple of days, he has been like, but guys, it's a good movie. You should see my movie. And it, and it sucks everyone's against us. And it sucks that John Wick's beating us. And it's like, Neil Druckmann, I really like The Last of Us. And you should you should really put me in your movie. You should really put me in the next season of The Last of Us. And he deleted the tweet where he's like begging for another job. Because the truth is, the unfortunate truth, whether you love him or not, this might be his last shot at this. It doesn't seem like he's going to get another chance. And that's... That's a problem in its own right. You look, I'm not a I'm not a Levi fan. And seeing him having a breakdown on Instagram live has not made me a fan of him in, anymore. But it's like, dude, you failed quint making your like outburst public in this really annoying way. Where you're like, I, I know I know John Wick is like a really good movie and it's really got really good action, but you should you should go see our little movie. We had like an 80% drop-off. You should go see our movie, please, please. I don't want to have to work like Army Hammer, you know? Fuck man, that's so crazy. And it's dumb. Shazam's not a great movie. Black Adam's a horrible movie. Zachary Levi, I don't like his political views. I don't like some of the behind the scenes stuff you hear about him. I don't respect a man who actively complains online for starring in, like, a, a big blockbuster movie, even if it bombs. Grow the fuck up, dude. You're an actor. Not everything lands. Stop this. And that alone is not from Dwayne Johnson, but I'm sure he had a bigger impact on Shazam than we realize. We just have to bring that up because it's crazy where we are. That's the world we live in. But let's go from there where things are falling apart to another world where things are falling apart. We shift over to Lucasfilm because they, they announced a bunch of stuff again last week. They're like, um, actually, no Star Wars projects going through. Again, this week, they're like, Lindelof's actually not doing his thing. So shut up about it. Okay, you guys good? No other Star Wars stuff. But Stephen Knight is going to be developing the movie that Lindelof was working on. He did Peaky Blinders, so you're like, okay, I guess that's cool. But then they were also like, you know how we also have like Willow and Indiana Jones, though? 
yeah, we're actually not going to work on those anymore. So Willow is in like some weird development hell where it's like they canceled the first season, but then it's like, did they? Because there's like, we didn't actually, it's in a weird place. We don't know what's going on with it. But that Abner Ravenwood prequel series that was going to be the Indiana Jones thing from Lucasfilm is apparently dead on arrival. Which really sucks, because you know what we need right now is a, a, a series of television episodic serials that are inspired by Indiana Jones, set in a time before the Nazis, going to do some cool stuff. Why don't you just make that Ravenwood prequel like your Mandalorian? Like, it's so easy. This could be for a number of reasons. Maybe they're seeing, like, the numbers aren't tracking well for the Dial of Destiny. I don't know how that would be possible. Maybe they were like, we want to do some more Phoebe Waller-Bridge and get her away from Amazon so we can have like our own thing over here. Maybe they got KU to do something for Short Round, which is entirely possible. I don't know. There's just a lot of weird stuff in there I'm not sure I like. Very fascinating. So more Star Wars, less other things. That's exactly what we need right now is more Star Wars and less other things. Yeah. It's great. It's a great time to make content and be a part of the world, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Uh, there's so many other topics I cannot wait to get into, but let's, uh, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about a video game, which is surprising because we don't normally talk about video games because I, I, don't, I don't game. I don't game, but uh, it was kind of announced that an RPG game styled like the God of War franchise is in development with the last Ronin from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which that's a really cool idea. I think that's a smart choice. It makes a lot of sense because it's like, oh, you don't have to pick what turtle you play as. You don't have to decide like who you want to be. You're just Michelangelo going about doing some ninja stuff. An open world game like that, not even open world, was like, here's a story driven game like that. I think that's a really cool idea. I genuinely think that's going to be really fun and very curious to see how that is going to go. It could go either way. It could really fall apart, but I'm I'm interested in that. I'm interested in seeing how that's going to go. That might be the reason I finally buy a PlayStation. I, I've been putting it off. Maybe it's time I do that because I would love to play a Ninja Turtle game. I also know they're maybe doing that Wonder Woman one still. I don't know. It's possible. But let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, things. I love things. But here's a piece of news that I just utterly love and adore with all of my heart. I think it's amazing. Robert Downey Jr. has been an actor who has desperately been trying to find another major character to play because he just wants that iconography for something other than Tony Stark. When he first did that, he's like, I'm going to go do Sherlock Holmes. That was successful. It worked for him. After his Tony Stark run, he's like, okay, Doolittle? Doolittle? Was that it? Not Doolittle. Okay, Doolittle didn't work. Do people think I'm a good actor? I don't know. I did Doolittle. And then he's like, I'm going to develop a Perry Mason show on HBO, but I want to play it so bad, but I actually don't think I should do it now. All of a sudden, I don't think I should be Perry Mason, so we'll get Matthew Reese to do it, and he did better than I ever could. And then he's like, well, I guess I'll just be like a character actor working in Oppenheimer. So that's what his that's what his post-Endgame career has looked like. Doolittle, maybe Perry Mason, Oppenheimer. He has not been a guy actively doing much. Not that he needs to. But he has also just been like, you know what? You know what it's time to do? 
it's time to remake Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. I'm going to go do that right now. I'm going to go remake Vertigo. So <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is potentially producing and starring in a retold, a retelling, a reboot. You know that classic film from Alfred Hitchcock that is considered to be one of the greatest films ever made that everybody loves? You know, Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak, that perfect film that is flawless in every sense of the word that is beautifully directed, well-written, and creative. What if the corporate overlords of Paramount were like, it's time to try that again? Also, folks, this is a Stephen Knight joint. Yay, that's really fun. We just talked about him. Dude's been busy. His post-Peaky Blinders career is looking very interesting, too. I'm just like, okay, I, I have so many conflicting feelings on this because I'm just like, who wants this besides Downey and Knight, probably? Who cares? Does uh, I, I know this is such a weird thing to say, but I've always thought this. Are people really fans of Robert Downey Jr. as an actor? Does he have that big of an audience or do people just like Tony Stark? I don't understand it because... Every time he does something post-Tony or like away from Tony, it's playing on the fact that he doesn't want to be seen as Tony. So he does a Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes and it's kind of working. And then, you know, Tropic Thunder is like right around the Iron Man time. And it's like a weird thing. But he just doesn't seem like he's got like that audience to come back to him. And every time it works, it's because it's Tony. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think young people give a shit about this where it's like, that's going to hit for young people. But then again, this could be 2026's like fucking The Way of Water or Top Gun Maverick. Maybe that's what this is going to be. Very interesting, stupid idea, but that's just where we are now. It's just stupid ideas coming to the forefront and existing. I don't know, man. I think Danny Jr. is such a weird actor and it's so funny to see him try to do these things because they don't always work and he's just desperate to do them still. It's kind of weird. Gotta respect it, though. Like, he's trying. He's trying to build a legacy for himself. I gotta respect that. Even if it's stupid. Most often it is stupid. Anybody who says, I'm gonna be Dr. Doolittle in the year of our Lord 2020 doesn't deserve good things. I'm sorry. Why? Why? Who? Who said he should make that? I don't understand why anybody said we need a Doolittle movie right now. That epic character that's like got such a huge legacy. It's kind of like the Hugh Jackman thing where it's like, yeah, I'll be the iconic hero, but I'm a song and dance man. Da 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 da. I'm going to do my music man Broadway tour. And then with Downey, it's like, Yes, I'll be your superhero, but I'm also going to be iconic characters from the history of film, like Sherlock Holmes and Perry Mason and Dr. Doolittle and now Scotty from Vertigo. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I love it. I love that news. It's so it's so cool. Speaking of cool, we got some set photos from Joker 2, the Jokering that is still happening. The Joker, yeah, you get it. Lady Gaga in her first look as her Harleen Quinzel going fully Harley Quinn. And I gotta say, I gotta say, folks, I genuinely think it looks good. I, I, I'm kind of into it. 
I'm kind of really into it. I think she looks fantastic. It's a simple design that works for the Joker aesthetic. You see some behind-the-scenes footage of her in costume, and she's, like, kissing news reporters. The city's on her side. This makes more sense to me than, like, the Jared Leto-Margot-Robbie relationship in the Suicide Squad, because I'm like, this feels like this is a woman clearly having a breakdown. Gaga has picked nothing but good reports, and... Gaga has picked nothing but good roles since joining the film universe. Like, she is, she's picked great directors, great co-leads. She's been a fantastic character actor. This looks amazing. I cannot believe I am genuinely, genuinely interested in this stupid fucking movie. I hate the first Joker film with a burning passion. I think it's utterly trashy and horrible and terribly made. But I got you, you somehow got me with Gaga committing to something that feels authentic to Gaga's weirdness. When you can convince Lady Gaga to do a comic book film where she has a breakdown and falls in love with the psychopath, and it's potentially like this big musical number piece, I'm like, oh, okay. You're doing something insane, and I am here for it. I'm here for it. I'm obsessed. I kind of love it. I cannot wait till we get a trailer for this thing. And it's a freaking musical. Oh, oh, a big musical superhero movie in this year. I'm for it, man. I'm for it. And speaking of musicals, we have to talk about our last piece of news, which is something I have brought up before on this channel. And very recently, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, they're going to be rebooting another Disney property. What is it going to be? One of my answers was the Aristocats. Guess what? Announced today is the Aristocat live action remake, which will be directed by Questlove. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. You get that paycheck. You work this off. I mean, you made a really cool documentary last year. Yeah, because you won the Oscar last year. First one to win the Oscar after the, the Will Smith slap, which was really weird. Holy shit, man. That that's awesome. It's going to be like a hybrid thing where it's going to be like live like real people and like the cats are going to be you know talking. It's going to be like Lady and the Trampish, which is like that was fine. But look, the Aristocats, that's great. When you have Questlove involved in this though, it makes me feel like we're going to be either spinning this in a different direction than just look at this beat-bopping, skedaddling cats with some hints of racism in them. We're going to have actual cool musical numbers that might be different than the original, and we're going to have some really interesting love in there. Now, I don't know his connection to the original movie, but I'm excited. I think that's really cool. I love that. Thomas O'Malley is hot. I'm sorry. He's just a little scoundrel. He shows up and he's like, hey there, pretty lady. I can help you out. Let me show you my cool place and let me take care of your kids because I'm a good little street boy. And she's like, you are a good little street boy, but I'm a print and proper princess. And they fall in love and raise the kids. Ugh. Thomas O'Malley and Duchess are like couple goals. They're really cute. I love it. It's just that classic pairing you love. And that in live action... Daddy's first in line. I will be there opening night to see that beautiful thing come to fruition. Cool. Super happy. Super happy. But we're going to take a quick break and we come back. Let's go back to the year of our Lord, the 1990s, that decade from 30 years ago where we all fell in love with, I don't know, like that wrist thing that you slap on your wrist. Was that 90s? Probably. 
There's nothing I love more than diving back into the realms of good old high school from 30 years ago to talk about the best and worst of 90s high school. I just, I don't know. You know, it's fun. We, reminiscing. Do you remember going back in time and, and just like thinking about stuff? Isn't that cool? Isn't it cool? Now, here's the thing about this list. When we're doing the 80s one, we did the, 81, the 80s one a couple months ago. I'm like, yeah. I've seen every John Hughes movie. I know the references we're making. Everything's fun. The 90s is not a well I go back to as much, kind of because I don't know what it's doing. I don't know. I, I mean, I made a list of a bunch of movies and TV shows I have seen, I have experience with, but the truth is, I think every single movie I'm talking about, apart from maybe two or three or, or one TV show, are all about solid, like, six out of tens. I just don't know. It's weird. And a lot of this was from 1999, so that's, like, practically a 2000s movie. Like, none of this really, like, impacted me as much as I was thinking. I'm like, oh, yeah, these things, they're okay. I don't know. Are they good? Are they good movies? Yeah, I'm sure some of them are good movies. Are they good high school experiences and they make you happy? I was born in the 90s at a point in the 90s when I would have no idea what any of this was. That's weird to think about too. Man, I am old. I am old. And you just look at this list and you're like, huh, okay, the 90s. Was it good? Probably all this stuff is kind of like returning to popularity too. Like all of this vibes is kind of like coming back into prominence, which is kind of cool. I suppose, you know, I don't know. I like the breakfast club, but is there a breakfast club amongst this? I'm looking at my list. I have a couple for each category and I'm like, I don't know. Again, this category was kind of harder for me because I've seen less of like this genre movies there was a bunch of them in this era I didn't see this was also kind of like what we were doing like teen movies that weren't necessarily set in a high school they were just kind of like off in their own thing doing their own stuff I had a couple of them on this list I just put on here you know like house party I was considering but I'm like it's a house party they're going to like a house you know and like but I'm a cheerleader it's like no but that's not what that's about that's not what that is the craft? I'm like, that's not really like, it's like a witchy stuff. It's not really like, you know, high school experience. So it was kind of like a harder list to make than I expected. But we're going to get into it. We'll start with the best. We'll go to the worst. Again, this is based on what I feel like the high school experience would be like, not necessarily what I think the movie or TV show is. Some of them are just bad. So let's start with the good. Let's start with like the good high school experience, the good high school. Clueless. Yeah, this this looks like a fun little place. Everyone is kind of like preppy and rich and just nice. And like there's bitchy people, but come on, they're not that bitchy. We can all deal with it. Just everyone looks cool. Everyone's kind of like, you know, interesting enough to stay in their own lane until they're like forced not to be. You just have to deal with, like, some annoying people. And that's every school. Every high school has that one person that's kind of like a little bit of a twerp that you don't want to spend time with. And this school, you know, just some preppy, annoying rich kids. What What's the worst about that? It's a nice-looking school. It looks clean. You know, it's very 90s. And you just got, like, a, an annoying girl who kind of, like, controls everything. That's not too bad. 
Like, there's worse things to do. And then she kind of, like, mellows out eventually. Like, you just kind of have to deal with, like, somebody going through a phase in, like, one instance. And that is not that big of a deal. That's something that's easy to manage, easy to get through. You don't have to worry about that later. It's pretty okay. I think it's okay. Not great, just okay. This is also probably, like... I don't know, in like the top five movies I'm talking about that I enjoy. I really like Clueless. It's a good movie. The fashion's awesome. And just a normal high school, you know, just some annoying kids. I, I like this more than Mean Girls. We're not talking about Mean Girls today. But, you know, just 90s kids acting like 90s kids. It's fine. Alicia Silverstone. She's pretty cool. I bet she'd be fun in real life. But you know what else is a movie I thoroughly enjoy and kind of like toys the line between almost being a 2000s movie is this. Guess what, folks? 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, I am a supporter of 10 Things I Hate About You. Here's what I like about it. It's about kids falling in love, helping each other fall in love. Everybody learns a lesson and it's just kind of like a sweet thing. You're going to this school. You're like, there's a girl here who's kind of annoying She's like, ugh, the patriarchy. And then she kind of learns, like, hey, love is okay. She, like, grows up. She learns a lesson. And I'm not saying she has to. Like, you don't have to, like, do that to grow up. But it's like, cool. This girl learns she could be happy. That's kind of exciting. And she is happy in love. It's cool. We're all happy for it. Everyone's nice. Everyone's cute. You know? Like, look at us. We just want to, like, kiss and have fun. And we're all just doing good stuff. We're just enjoying each other's company. We all kind of like learn lessons and we fall in love and like maybe once in a while somebody has like a big spectacle in like the football stadium and you have to watch Heath Ledger, one of the most attractive and harmless men alive, do something weird and just confess his love to a girl because he's weird too. It's cool, you know, little brother wants to kiss. He has to set some people up so he can kiss. Pretty harmless. I get it, man. You got to do what you got to do. It's exciting. Julia Stiles, underrated actress. And Heath Ledger, my God, we I'd just watch him do anything, everything. He's just the best. He's so cool. Everyone's so cute in this movie. They're like young people falling in love, acting like high schoolers, but like mature high schoolers. You just, you love to see it. You love to see this thing happen. Just people connecting. It's adorable. And, and the high school, it's like, yeah, there's just like normal people who talk silly and then occasionally there'd be like, a big thing is happening. Everyone look at me. That's not too bad. That's not hard to deal with, you know? And that's kind of how I feel about Dazed and Confused. Now, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Dazed and Confused because I really think this is one of the smartest high school movies ever made. A good, not even coming of age story, but just like, let's get into the mind of young people in this time period and talk about it. Yes, it is set in the 70s, but there's something interesting about this movie where it's just like, these are kids acting like kids, doing kid stuff, just growing up in this time period and everyone's kind of weird. It's all very exciting. We all kind of like it. It's just really fun. You know, great actors doing great performances, characters getting the moment to shine. Everyone looks like they're having a blast there's acting like kids there's like that sense of like rebellion and just like standing behind people and just having your own voice and not conforming to society like yeah that's what we want yes there is like weird like relationship stuff that doesn't hold up well 
but everything else does. An incredible script. Now, I know it's not like a big high school movie. It doesn't take place in the high school a bunch. We're like watching the last day. But a lot of formative things do happen in that high school. You see kids like, I just want to get out of here. What are we even doing here? People are telling me what to do. Let's have a conversation about Gilligan's Island. You know, all that stuff matters. And it all kind of connects into one beautiful thing. It's sweet. The kids act like kids. The kids kind of look like kids. Some of them look older. But it all works, man. I'd have fun in that school. Everyone kind of gets along. And the parents were like, <laughs> just joke with them a little bit. It's okay. Everyone's having fun. No harm done until Ben Affleck wants to kill you. That's when there's harm. But we can grow up. It's cool. You know, it's like that ritualistic thing about high school where it's like you're going to grow up, but you're going to grow up in front of like people that are just like a year older than you. So none of this is really like really getting older. You know, it's exciting. And we love it. We love it. I'm definitely going to be talking more about Days Confused at some point because what a good film it is. Just watching these weird people exist in weird places. You just kind of dig it, you know? You love it. You're here for it. Same with Never Been Kissed. Ah, yes. Who doesn't love a good Drew Barrymore thing? She's kind of cool, isn't she? I like Drew Barrymore. I want her to do... I, I mean, she doesn't have to do more, but... It's cool that she had, like, an interesting career and just kind of, like, found herself. Was able to do some cool stuff. Just look at these people. She's just kind of silly. She's older, too, which is kind of, like, the funny, like the funniest weird premise for this. She's like, I'm going to go back to high school to get things right this time. I'm like, okay. You do it. She's just sweet. And I feel like she just make your day better. Just running into her in the hall. You're just having a good time with her. And everyone's just like, okay. Look, it's cool. The thing about this era, too, in particular, and it's it's always been, like, the case when it comes to, like, high school movies, is that every character is just amped up to a specific version of themselves, and it's like, this is, like, the jock kid, this is, like, the smart kid, everyone's just kind of, like, an exaggerated version about how people act. And in the 90s, like, the way people act is, like, coming together a little bit more, like, the, the lines are blurring a little bit, but they're still connected in, like, some weird ways. But it's kind of cool, you know, you can tell, like, we're, we're loosening up, everyone's still kind of, like, friendly with each other, there's no, like, clear line in the sand, you know, it's kind of fun, it is fun, and it, this is an interesting movie, not perfect, but what movie is perfect, you know, Deus and Confused, probably, um, cool, let's move on to our next movie, which is, again, it's, it's kind of right in that wheelhouse of, like, oh, yeah, this has, this had its audience, and maybe this one is, like, not the best in the genre it's playing with, but Varsity Blues, you know, that was a fun time. Remember? Remember football? Remember when, like, football was the thing and everyone liked football? I feel like Varsity Blues kind of gets overshadowed by, like, Friday Night Lights where it's like, who cares? <laughs> but this was, like, a big deal at the time, you know? You got Vanderbeek and, like, Peak Vanderbeek leading a movie. And this is just, like, the most harmless thing about this school. And it's a harmless school. It's like, you know, it's a small town where, like, sports and, like, men are men, and that's about, like, that's it, you know? Like, like there's nothing, there's nothing, like, really completely wrong about the school, you know? It's not like there's an older woman coming back to do stuff where you're, like, you know, being slapped in the ass by high school kids beating you up. It's just, what if people liked sports a lot? Which, hey, I'm from a small town. 
that happens a bit. Maybe not to the extent of this where it's like the whole town's riding on you to do one thing right. That'd mess you up. That's something that's like, oh man, local heroes are scary. And that's why I do. That's why I don't never want to be one. But you know, what can I say? Everyone's just kind of having a good time. The kids are okay. Everyone's kind of happy. Nobody's like, oh, this sucks. I hate everything here. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. And what more do you want? Really, what more do you want? Now, we talked about a lot of interesting high school movies, some of them better than other ones, like Clueless, 10 Things, and Dazed. But we also had to talk about some TV shows from the 90s that were very prominent and very popular, like Boy Meets World, one of the greatest TV shows ever created. Potentially, hey, potentially, hey, great, great movie, great TV show, it's, it's kind of fun, it's kind of amazing, it's like, yeah, this is the experience, yeah, he starts off younger, and then he grows up, but you know, it's just like a quintessential school experience, just seeing these kids grow up and, and act in these different places, like, that's what this is. I know they start off younger, but I had to include it because it's the quintessential coming of age thing in the 90s. You see like the lead actually learns, like Corey learns lessons. He learns lessons. He falls in and out of love. He deals with stuff. It's like real people. They they like will do like the sitcom thing funny, but we're growing up and having a good time and learning stuff along the way. It's kind of sweet. I don't know. If you hate Boy Meets World, are you even, like, a good person? I don't get that. I completely understand always wanting to come back to the show because it's harmless, but it's cute, and everyone's having fun, and we're all happy. We're all happy. Everyone's cool. It's just, it's just cute, you know? Look at these little people growing up. We, we love it. We love seeing them happy. We love seeing them happy. I think Boy Meets World is way more interesting than our next TV show to talk about. Saved by the Bell, which is kind of, again, toying the line between 80s and 90s this time. But I'm going to talk about it here. Oh, it's, I find this show to be exhausting. I think it's just loud looking and stupid. It's, the, it's one of those ones where I could probably make a reference more than anybody. But I don't want to talk about this show because it's like... Boop-de-boop, look at us go. We're all happy. I know people like it, and I'm happy for those people. I'm not one of them. Again, this isn't my generation. I don't think, like, these big hair pieces and colorful costumes just excite me in any capacity. But I had to talk about it because it's a harmless school. You're going to learn a lesson, too, like you'd learn in Boy Meets World. You're not going to, like, do anything crazy. But you know what high school I personally, this is just, like, me personally, would love to go to and the place I'd love to be? I'd love to be where, like, Daria is, because I think Daria's cool. Like, she's just like, yeah, this all sucks. Is she getting a reboot? Did they ever announce the Daria reboot? I can't remember. Even not. She's just cool, you know? She just hates things. She's, like, indifferent to things, has opinions that are different. I like her. She's cool. She's just fun. She's nice. And she embodies a lot of the stuff of the 90s, you know? Just like that kind of like weird authoritative personality that's different than the culture. And she's cool. She's like the quieter side of the 90s where everything's like, bow. she's just like, okay, if you want to be annoying. And that's where I'd want to go. She'd be fun to hang out with. That's cool. A little bit silly, but come on, you could make it work. It's no different than a lot of the other era, but I'd put her over Beavis and Butthead. That's for fucking sure. 
be cool. She's pretty cool. I'd go to that school, just be fun to hang out with her, you know? Impactful. I think every 90s kid kind of has like a version of Daria they see in their mind. And it's like, yeah, that's probably the most accurate depiction of like how who you grew up to be. <laughs> and that's kind of cool. Daria's just the great best. And that show is so fun. And that cartoon is just cool. And that school, that school's pretty cool. Now, of that list, there are a couple I'd actually want to go to. Clueless, I'd go to. Well, I'd go to all of these, but the ones I do in particular, Daria, Clueless, 10 Things. Just harmless fun of cool people saying cool shit, you know? But there's also a couple of bad ones. I talked about going to, to like, hang out with Beavis and Butthead all the time. I would rather just, like, cut my nails off with a filing knife, you know? Sounds terrible. I do not want to hang out with Beavis and Butthead. I also don't want to go to the high school that's in the Scream movie because it bred a bunch of psychopaths that kill people and not just, you know, the two sons of bitches that are crazy, but that town seems like it's been through some shit. That high school feels like it breeds crazy people. I do not want to be around that high school. Keep me away from the Scream people. That would suck, you know? Oh, this girl's mom's dead. Her boyfriend's a bit of a prick. They kill people. You have to go back to school the next day. And you're like, so we're just all going to ignore the fact that our school just like harbored two murderers. And we're just going to pretend this is okay and not at all weird. And then like things keep happening because of the events of your school. You're going to have a very bad reputation. You're going to ruin your own life. You know, just going to that school. It's going to, it's only going to go downhill from there in your life. If you come out of that school, because where else do you go? You're going to be known as like, Oh, that's school. That's where like those two kids murdered a bunch of people. Sounds terrible. Keep me away from the ghost face school. Same with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Look, I think Buffy is one of those shows that is quintessentially the 90s. It's when we're moving things up. And, and you know, the, the movie was fine. Even the show was okay. But it's like girl power is starting to push through a little bit more. We're starting to find, like, what this genre is going to be. This feminine lead. This kind of serialized storytelling aimed for a younger demographic. And I think Buffy has a lot to do with that. Both in terms of, like, the movie and the TV show. The reason I wouldn't want to go to that school is because, like, she hunts vampires and, like, your school's going to get torn apart every other week. Like, I'm just trying to do, like, a math quiz and then, like, a teacher's going to secretly be, like, a demon and, like, burn the halls down. And I'm like, don't include me in this, you know? Keep me away from whatever this school is doing because it sucks. So I don't want to go there. And another one I don't want to go to is the American Pie High School. Look, I like a good raunchy comedy as much as the next person, but the guys in American Pie would make me hate my own gender a lot because I'm like, okay, guys, I get it. You're horny. Just shut the fuck up for a minute and let's do something real for once in our lives. Could we accomplish something honest? And wholehearted can we just stop whatever the fuck we're doing right now and everyone's an asshole and everyone's just annoying and it's just like you're gonna get either punched in the nuts every other day you're gonna have like a weird sexual encounter that's strange throughout the hallways everybody's just a piece of shit and you don't want to spend time with them i like american pie though <laughs> but i'm like keep that out of your keep me away from this bullshit i don't want to be a part of this i do not want to be a part of this and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a part of it. Stay away. Stay the fuck away. It'd be really shitty. 
Uh, same with like the school from Jawbreaker. Not a movie I particularly love, but just it sounds again like there's a lot of lying and conspiracies and like why would we want to do this? It feels like it's very much in that Pretty Little Liars range. Which, if we ever come back to do the 2000s, 2010s, we'll talk more about like that genre. But I just terrible people being terrible. I don't need that shit, man. You know, I don't need that shit. Somebody murders their best friend, and then like I'm like, how do it's it's the scream thing. It's like, well, that's all I'm gonna be known for, even if I just go to the school and don't know these people. It sucks. And it's a bad movie. You know what else sucks? Going to the school from Rushmore. A movie that I... I think I, I've seen it a couple of times. It's one of those Wes Anderson ones where I'm like, yes, this is clearly your vision. I don't feel it vibing with me. It's just okay. It's like one of those things where I'm like, okay, everyone here is just kind of melancholy and lame. And this kid's making me angry. Stay away from me. I hate you. Yeah. Gross. Gross. <sighs> I hate it. But I have two TV shows to talk about in the keep away from me. I don't want to go to the school category. Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Because, you know, you're going to, like, fight some weird shit. There's going to be, like, two bullies that are assholes every week. Skull and... Oh, what's his name? I can't remember. You know, those two bullies, like, I can't remember the other name of the other guy. Uh, cool. Bash? Bash and Skull? Is that it? I don't know. But there's going to be like a monster too. And you have these two, you have like five of these annoying kids that are like, we got to deal with this stuff and save our town. And you're just like, leave me alone. I'm just trying to go to class. Gah, stop it. Stop this. It's annoying. And then also, I'm just double-checking that this series premiered in the 90s, because, again, not my cup of thing. Dawson's Dawson's Creek. Like, just just stay away from me. No part of me wants to be involved in, in Dawson's Creek, where I'm like, okay, these kids are annoying, they're all kind of lazy, don't need this in my life, like, we get it, you're melancholy, you're all annoying, you do some really shitty stuff. Not my thing. Keep away from me. And I know it's about, like, a guy who's like, movies are cool. Shut up. Not for me, dude. Oh, that list, the only one I'd, I'd maybe want to go to is none of them. I don't want to go to any of them. Now that I'm saying that out loud, I would hate every second of those experiences. Just the worst. I hate everything. High school sucks, kids. Don't worry about it. Get through those four years and then actually figure yourself out. Whoever you are in high school is not a real person and it sucks immensely. You'll be fine. And don't watch 90s stuff to get a sense of what high school is like. It has changed drastically in 30 years. But if you just want like a classic high school experience movie that is timeless, it's dazed and confused. That's the one you watch. And Daria. And Daria. Daria is pretty cool. Good anti-culture vibes from her, you know? She's kind of fun. We dig Daria. We dig Daria. But that's it, man. The 90s are weird. High school is weird. If we mix them all together, you don't get anything that's really fun. Just stuff. Just stuff. And that's all you can hope for, really. 
So that is going to do it for this episode of the Geek Wave. Now be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And I will catch you in the next one. Have fun. Stay safe. Good luck.